brought to you by the students at Mary Persons High School in conjunction with MPTV. This is Monroe County Schools Radio, exclusively on Magic 100 FM. In today's show, we discuss the African American Heritage Guide and Tour. Up next, an interview with the four community members responsible for this project in Forsyth and Monroe County. I'm Ralph Bass. I'm Vice President of the Monroe County Historical Society. I'm Herbert Gant. I'm President of the Hubbard Alumni Association. I'm Winifred Berry, and I'm Assistant Treasurer for the Hubbard Alumni Association. And I'm Gilda Stanberry, and I'm with the City of Forsyth Convention and Visitors Bureau, Executive Director and CEO. And I'm Patrick Hamilton with Monroe County Schools Radio. I will be conducting today's interview. First off, I'd like to thank all of you for being here today. So let's go ahead and dive straight in. Through your research preparing for this guide and tour, are there any particular stories or moments in history that you found to be your favorite? I would say this. Working on the brochure gave me a much stronger impression of a woman by the name of Joanne Gibson Robinson. Mark Smith is the person who's responsible for bringing her to my attention. Mark is a teacher over at Mary Persons. And he realized the importance of Joanne Gibson Robinson and has worked very, very hard to secure a marker in Culloden that will commemorate her birth not too far from Culloden. The marker is noted in our brochure. It is not yet erected. The ceremony will be this spring or maybe in June of this year. But it marks a very significant person who had an impact upon the Montgomery bus boycott. Joanne Robinson essentially conceived of the idea, promoted the initial day of the boycott, and then when it was so successful, other people took it over and ran with it. That's just so, so great, you know. And she also attended uh, Fort Valley State College, which in a way, uh, it can be argued whether or not there was a merger, but the fact that, <laughs> you know, the college was his first, you know, and, uh, you know, so she was a great woman, you know, and uh, that should inspire young people, a young girl to say, look, Rita, Miss Robinson came from here and what they did, because Rita actually was the one who put the first black portraits in the in the Capitol. She encouraged President Carter to do that. He tells it today. He tells my niece when she goes down to see him at his Bible studies, Lakeisha Gant, he said, who are you? She said, I am Rita Jackson, Samuel's great niece. He said, wow, Rita was my boss. <laughs> That's how powerful she was. She was a powerful woman. And, you know, so this is this is this this is just great, but we must continue to uplift, to to have that energy, energetic, to do things positive on both sides. I, I told Rita, I said, oh, "You're Democrat or Republican, you know?" And I, I hate to get into politics, I, because as you go to Republican, get what you want as much as from the Democrat. She said, "But you might not know how to do that." But anyway, 
just that's how powerful she was. They they loved her on both sides. You mentioned in previous conversations that this was something to build upon. Is it too early to ask what comes next? I'll field this question. Uh, I've been trying to push Gil to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask some follow-up. Um, this group is committed to working together. There's no doubt about it. We've proven that. Um, but this brochure, this whole thing, this needs a chance to breathe. Does that make sense? It needs to kind of take on, it is taking on its own life, so to speak. And I think that that will help guide us in what we do next with it. I feel like we're all committed to, um, to there being a next, but we need to let this kind of mature a little bit. I, I don't know, I kind of liken it to the, you know, making bread kind of thing. We need to let the dough rise now and see what's, what's needed. Um, that was essential to the original conversations, what, what needs to be in here. You know, put the overview in, put the timeline in, put a driving tour in, give us some key bio, you know, biographical sketches to pull it all together, to make it relevant. Um, so we were very thoughtful in the formatting and structure and pulling this together from the get-go. And correct me if I'm wrong, I think that's, it needs to kind of make right now. And then we'll know what to do, but um, we need to give it a chance to kind of mature. But in the meanwhile, we at the Historical Society are continuing to collect information. Oh, yes. Yes. So that we will be better prepared next time for another similar project. And we all work together good. You know, we didn't have any problems. Uh, if anybody had an idea or a better way to do things, everybody listened and we agreed. You know, we had a good time doing it. When I, Winifred, you said we had no problems. What about me when I said, what's your evidence? <laughs> That's true. That's Ralph's favorite question. What's your evidence? Well, you know, we want to thank Ralph for keeping us on track that way. You know, uh, being uh, part historian, I'd say, not like Ralph, and he's a great English teacher and historian. We appreciate him, and of course, we appreciate Miss Winfrey for what she did because she is the Hubbard alumni. She, she is the one that goes out there and get the money, <laughs> you know, and that's important <laughs> in any organization. And of course, Gilda, I loved her from the first day I saw, her, and I you. knew she was somebody who was interested in this county and wanted to help and wanted to see equality being exhibited in this community. So I appreciate what she's done also. And I'm just, you know, I'm just who I am. I do what I can, and I, I, I like, I don't, I don't hate nobody. I'm just like my father. I don't, we may disagree, but I don't hate you. I still have a desire to love you, but we just differ. So it's, it's been great. I think this, this group is going to be here for as long as the Lord let us live. <laughs> and make sure Gil to stay here in Monroe County. Well, thank you. That means you got to get a raise. <laughs> okay. But well, overall, this project, it was a learning, it was a learning for me too. Yeah. You know, I'm sure it was a learning for, for the rest of them. But we talked to these people's relatives and let them tell us 
the story about the you know about their relatives. And we were gonna make sure the information was right and they will be pleased. Uh Mr. James' wife, I took them a brochure when we first got them. And she called me the next day. Do you have any more brochure? I got to send some to this cousin or whatever. They were very, very pleased, pleased with it. And we have had good uh, response to it. And uh, we'll, we'll think about the second chapter. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, is, is there anything that I missed or something that you would like for our listeners to know uh, about the guiding tour? Well, as a marketer, let me say that this um, brochure is available at the Welcome Center, at the Hubbard uh, Alumni, the down at the Women's Dorm, and at the uh, Workforce Development. And it's also available at the Monroe County Historical Society. They're at the museum. That's the print copy. We have will have copies available there at, with the uh, as a companion piece with the bicentennial exhibits, which are currently going on in the um, county annex, and um, a digital version of this resides um, on all of our websites, and it also resides on state tourism website and um, copies are being sent to uh, some of the regional visitor information centers um, as they're getting back up and going. We're trying to uh, push some of this out there again so that people will come into our community and enjoy our community. And also, um, since we got all these four locations, five locations for the brochure, but if people come in and they want one sent to their relatives, they can leave their address at these four locations, and I'd be glad to make sure we mail them, uh, mail them to them. Uh, we mailed out over 700 the past week. I would like to say this, and I, I guess Ralph can attest to this, that real history starts in the cemetery. If you go back and uh, look at, since our section, we have a black section, we have a white section, although they're really integrated, <laughs> you know, segregated but integrated right here in this county. But if you go and look at all those persons and start doing the history of them in any kind of way that from your family or whoever, then you learn a lot. And uh, Dr. Duvall said that it's one of the major things that he was able to accomplish in Macon, Georgia, uh, by just going to the cemetery first and then getting on the archives of, of the state uh, digitized system, Georgia archives, and then through uh, the books that I mentioned and other things. And of course, Ralph will be there for you if you need his assistance. It seems to me that what we have done has also informed the observation of the bicentennial. It's a subtle sort of influence, but I think in our exhibits and in the play that we intend to present, what we learn through the work on this brochure will help inform those productions. Thank you all for being here today. Uh, on behalf of Monroe County Schools, I appreciate you giving us the opportunity to help get this information out there. You're great, host. Thank, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Enjoyed you.
If you missed the first half of our interview, featuring the Forsyth and Monroe County African American Heritage Guide and Tour, please be sure to check out our podcast at anchor.fm-mcsradio. Up next, we feature an interview with Miss Rosemary Walker. Hey, I'm Susan Little. I teach broadcast at Mary Persons, and today we are here with Miss Rosemary Walker, and she's going to tell us a little bit about one of her, what I think is a very interesting um, project for this year to emphasize black history in Forsyth and in Monroe County. Uh, Miss Walker, can you tell me just a little bit about your inspiration to have um, the banners created that we can see uptown in Forsyth? Yes. Uh, in the past, I did it at first. I've done it at the uh, at the the Hollis House for three years, and then I moved it to the Conley Building by the Depot. Mm -hmm. This is my this is the 13th year I've been doing local Black history. Okay. So since I can go in the building, I brought it downtown. Right. And I, I love that you were able to do it that way. So I, I feel like even more people have gotten a chance to see all of that this year, which is really neat. Now, yeah, um, I've been doing tribute questions, and people have been answering the question. I let it do it go on the square, and they'll find the answers. Yes. Okay, now how could somebody find that? They go to my website, um, telling our story, Rosemary Walker. Okay, okay. Um, now, how did you select the people that we can see on the banners that are displayed? How I selected those people was they were the first, like Merce Bell. She was an English teacher, and both black and white showed her to uh, scar teacher. Yes, ma'am. So, uh, and then uh, Reverend Parsons, he worked at the uh, school system, and he was the pastor at St. James Baptist Church for 61 years. Okay. So, and John Howard was the first elected black mayor, and uh, Ralph Overtree was the first appointed black mayor. Okay. But I got over 300 pictures and stuff in my exhibit. Right. And it start, started on February the 1st and the end on February the 28th. Okay, now is the exhibit in the building near the depot or is it somewhere else this year? Uh, there's nowhere. Oh, it's and you weren't able to do on it. The square. It's on the square this year. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. Now, so with having to switch it for COVID and you know, we hope that we will not be in the same sort of situation next year. Will you continue to put the banners up as well as yes, bringing the exhibit back? I will back? still do the banners. I will still do the banners. So, so many people have enjoyed the banners. I'll probably do different people next year. That was my I next question. Now, do you think you'll add to your collection or will you try to swap them out? I will probably swap them out. Whatever building I go in, um, the plan is to have my own building to do the museum all year round. Okay. Uh, the Board of Education had said that I was going to use the building down to Hubbard. Yes, ma'am. Media Center, so I have all my information, all the pictures and stuff down there. Now, you said that you've been doing this for 13 years. Yes, um, ma'am. What has been the most interesting Thing that you've seen? Well, when I first got my first diploma from 1917, that, that just blew my mind because back then, you know, people, black people didn't hardly go to school. Yes, ma'am. And I have the actual diploma from um, 1917. Well, is there anything else that you want to just share with us? Tell us a little bit more about um, your work? Well, I love doing black history. 
The reason I started doing it, everybody know about Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks, but I want the young people to know that black people back in the day uh, <laughs> did a lot here in Monroe County because the class of 73, we had the first integrated prom in 1972. Yes, ma'am. And I wanted to share that with the kids and maybe personally still having proms now. Mm -hmm. So I just want to share that we get along here. Right. Black and white, and it's just not for the black, it's for all of us. Absolutely. Black history is everybody's history. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking a little bit of time to explain all this to um, to us, and I cannot wait uh, for you to be able to get it all in the building and everybody be able to visit. Up next, we have Abby Forrester interviewing Denise Buff, the president of the 1823 Artisan Guild located next to Scoops in downtown Forsyth. My name is Denise Buff, and I am also the Downtown Development Authority and Main Street uh, Promotions Task Force uh, leader. And it's a committee, and so I'm kind of the chairman of that committee. And my job with them is to come up with ideas that can promote uh, our businesses in the downtown area. And since we are uh, not looking at having the Forsythia Festival anytime in the near, near future, we're not exactly sure when that's going to happen. We were trying to come up with some ideas because we've got a lot of new shops downtown and um, we just kind of want to introduce the, um, the local and regional population to our new shops and our shops that, are, that have been here and let people know what we have to offer. And so we decided to have a Shop Small Saturday on a monthly basis. Um, Shop Small Saturday is something that goes on once a year this Saturday after Thanksgiving, and we have done that for the last several years, but we've decided to continue that on a year-round basis and do it on the first Saturday of every month, and different stores are going to offer different things. Um, some will be offering um coupons, some will be offering discounts, we'll have some that will be offering live music, we'll have some sidewalk sales, there's just be a lot of different things going on, and each month it'll be different. What is the first Saturday that the shopping event will occur on? Our first Saturday is going to be March the 6th, and that is not this Saturday, but next Saturday. Right. Wow. That's coming up quickly then. It is coming up quickly. This is something that we've been discussing. All of the business owners have been discussing it for a little while now, and we are just now publicizing it. We've got some little signs that are going to be posted around to remind people, and of course, we're hoping that it's going to be a beautiful, sunshiny day, but even if it's not, we will carry on, and we will do, we will be doing some really fun things. That, I mean, that sounds really fun. So, what businesses are going to be participating in this? Um, we have, uh, on Facebook, 
we have a precise Main Street page. And if anyone wants to find out more specifics, they can look on that Forsyth Main Street page and find out um, a little bit more details about what the different businesses are going to be offering and which ones are going to be participating. And if they want to stop in the gallery first, we have a walking map that will actually show people where the different shops are located. So that would be kind of a neat thing to do as well, just kind of start off there. Um, but we have, we, of course, it's open for any of the businesses to participate. And we have, I don't even know how many right now. Um, I haven't stopped to really count them, but I have a feeling it's something that as it grows, I think we'll have more and more that we'll be joining in, and we encourage really all the local businesses to do it. This is a, it could be potentially a countywide thing. I guess as time goes on, would some businesses even do like a special, almost like discount for this Saturday out of the yes. month? Yes, in fact, um, at the Artisan Gallery, we're we're a gallery that represents thirty five to forty different artisans, and they and they actually have like their own businesses, and we just represent those different artisans. And and in our one location, I know that we're going to have about ten to fifteen artisans. They're going to be having their own special sales. So yes, we're going to have different sales, different coupons. Um, there's just going to be a lot out there to offer. And this is really kind of our way to pay back our customers in our area. And I'm not, when I say our, I don't mean just the artisan gallery. I mean, all businesses in Forsyth have been mm-hmm. very blessed to have such great customer support during the, the COVID, um, illness and, um, this is just kind of a way that we can kind of thank our customers uh, discounts and, and just kind of doing some things for them. And a lot of them are going to have raffles and they're going to have some things that you can sign up for and specials. So there's going to be a lot of neat things out there. Right. No, that sounds really fun. I think it will be, yes. Uh, I guess our last question is, is there anything, you know, you would like to add? We just hope to see everybody out walking around. Um, hopefully it'll be a beautiful day. And um, we have, you know, lots of restaurants that people can stop in and eat lunch or eat supper. Um, most of the businesses are going to have extended hours um, as well. And so, like I said, you can check that for Scythe Main Street page for hours, and um, we had to see everybody out on March the 6th. Well, thank you so much for this interview. I mean, I honestly can't wait for this. This sounds so much fun and right up my alley. So, yeah, I'm excited. Well, thank, you for, thank you for calling and talking with me, too, and um, check back with us in a couple of months, and we'll kind of see how things are going. Yes, ma'am, we'll have to.
To end out today's show, we feature the Merry Persons Men's Chorus singing I Love You, made famous by the plain white tees. Thank you for tuning in to Monroe County Schools Radio, exclusively on Magic 100 FM. Have a great week. Remember to be a champ. And as always, go dogs. The thoughts expressed in this segment represent Monroe County Schools.